I don't think Jesus's love for me has ever depended on my performance. If so, I would never need him. I just wouldn't. This is Overcoming Performance Christianity, the podcast that leads you on a path to freedom in your walk with Christ. If you're a longtime Christian, but something's missing in your relationship with God, then you might be caught up in performing for the Lord. Find out more as we dive into this episode of Overcoming Performance Christianity. I'm John Fugler on the road from performance to relationship in my walk with Christ. I'm taking you with me, helping you gain freedom from the chains of performance-based Christian living. This podcast does that. I'm a lifelong Christian media guy, an author, and obviously a podcaster. And I am a husband, a father, a grandfather of nine, and the CEO of Fresh Faith 24-7, where we lead you on that path to freedom in your walk with Christ. Check it out at freshfaith247.com. Are you ready to know Jesus? Paul said, what is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. This is the podcast for high-performing Christians. And in this episode, what I want you to do is meet someone. Well, I'll introduce him to you. He's featured in my new book, Silence Your Inner Pharisee, Ditch Performance and Embrace Radical Freedom in Christ. And he'll share his story about something that resets his relationship with the Lord. Uh, if you're a longtime listener to this podcast, you know I was living for many years equating the quality of my service for God to the health of my relationship with him. Okay, you get that? Equating the quality of my service for God to the health of my relationship with him. And I want you to avoid that. So I challenge you to take the spiritual self-assessment that I developed. It'll give you, a, it's just a great first step to getting an honest picture of how healthy you are spiritually, and it's free. So go get it now, take it, and look at the results, okay? Go to my website at freshfaith247.com or you can click the link in the show notes. Uh, for many months, many, many months, it seems. <laughs> for me, it seems like years. Oh, I've been pointing to June 7th. And now as this episode releases, that day is just one week away. T-minus seven days. And finally, my new book will be out, Silence Your Inner Pharisee. It'll be in paperback and Kindle distributed through Amazon. And can I ask for your prayers? I wrote this book for a much bigger purpose than to sell books, but to change lives. The more I talked with the believers about this whole issue of performance-based living, the more I realized it wasn't just my problem. So I wrote the book and it's coming out next Wednesday. And here's the subtitle, Ditch Performance and Embrace Radical Freedom in Christ. I honestly believe that God can use this book to lead believers from performance to relationship in their walks with Christ. Uh, you might not have that problem, but someone did say to me that as believers, we are all performers to some degree. My book has several stories in it. My story, of course, and the stories of six good friends. And most importantly, your story. You didn't know you were in my book, right? <laughs> Well, at the end of each chapter, I help you work through your story of moving from to absolute freedom in your walk with Christ. And at the end of the book, I have 10 exercises that help you dive deeper too. And I want the book to have legs. That, that's why I wrote it this way, not 
just to be an intellectual exercise in reading or a spiritual exercise in reading. I wanted it to have application. I wanted it to have a chance of changing lives. And on today's episode, I have one of my featured stories in the book. Uh, My guest (laughs) is one of my featured stories, I should say. And his story is brief in the book, but here in this episode, you get to hear his heart. You go deeper than what he shares in the book. Before we get to him, I want to share one key principle that you'll find in the book. So if you never get the book, and I'm not saying that you have to, then at least you'll get some meat here on the podcast because I always deliver content on the podcast. You can count on that. So zero in with me, okay? Uh, Five of our grandchildren were with us a few weeks ago, and our house was was one big party. (laughs) Now, these kids are wonderful, they're well-behaved, they're responsible, but our our once orderly home was packed with children, (laughs) and life was vastly different than what we were used to. And I learned the discipline of knowing Jesus. uh, It's one that takes intentionality. I learned it that week. With five grandchildren around, I couldn't just retreat to the patio for my time with God. At least one child would follow me. (laughs) I wanted to be with grandpa. And that's good. That's good. Uh, Young parents, uh, as you hear me tell this story, you're probably smiling. You're telling me that this is is the real world, John. This is the battle you face every day in, in finding the bandwidth to develop your intimate relationship with Jesus. I get it. Memories of my early parenting days flash into my mind. I fought fatigue. I fought irritability, noise, confusion, just like you do. And it's hard to rest in the Lord when little ones are constantly pressing in. Now, the biggest lesson I learned that week is that I have to be diligent to know Jesus. And this is where I'm going now. And this is what I, a point I share in the book and I wanted to share with you today. Um, knowing Jesus doesn't just happen. It is hard work, just like any relationship. And it's the most important relationship of all. And this hard work and the challenges of getting to know Jesus isn't just in the phase of life with little kids. On the other end of the spectrum, there's the season of caring for aging parents or maybe an ailing spouse. The constant demands give you little time to retreat with Jesus. And it's even hard to think about your relationship with him. Every stage of life presents its challenges to knowing Jesus. And within those stages are seasons that present seemingly impossible scenarios. Tenacity is required when it comes to knowing Christ. The Apostle Paul overcame many things that interfered with knowing his Savior. He didn't raise small children, but he knew what it was like for life to edge out his Jesus time. For instance, he sat in prison in chains. Yet in the hardship of a cold prison cell, with no scrolls of scripture or writing materials, he grew in his relationship with Jesus. He learned to commune with the Lord. How about the times he was shipwrecked? At least three times. In all the terror and commotion, he grew in serving Christ. Throughout these times of survival, he clung to Jesus, and he made time for relationship. I don't know how. But he must have. His relationship was so solid, he wasn't sidelined for the future. Opposition hounded him, 
The more he preached, the more he drew the ire of Jewish leaders. In his testimony to King Agrippa, Paul said, I preached that they should repent and turn to God and demonstrate their repentance by their deeds. That is why some Jews seized me in the temple courts and tried to kill me. You'll find that in Acts 26, verses 20 and 21. Paul needed the grace of God to stay spiritually healthy. And so do you. Your day-to-day survival is dependent upon your relationship with Christ. As the battle grows more intense, you need Jesus more. While you depend on Christ, be diligent to practice habits that will help you know him. It'll help you flourish. Believe me, I would have done things differently 30 years ago if I knew what I know now. And I would have avoided destructive seasons in my life. So, uh, that's a, a short snippet from my book, Silence Your Inner Pharisee. I hope it challenges you to make time to be with God. By the way, I mentioned earlier that it'll be available next week in two formats, Kindle and paperback. But if you're an audio person, as many podcast listeners are, so you got some sort of audio learning in you, huh? Uh, I'll have the audiobook out in a few months, but first just the Kindle and print. Well, let's get to my guest. You heard him way back on episode 15. His story was so meaningful, that's why I asked him to write it up for my book. Uh, Tim Epling is a go-getter. He's been serving the Lord for many years, and he's an entrepreneur, a pioneer, a family man, and most of all, he loves the Lord. He's a pastor, too, and, and someone who practices a certain discipline on a regular basis. And I asked him to come on the podcast because I I need help in this area. And I thought a lot of listeners do too. So let's hear Tim Epling's story, a highlight segment from episode 15. What has fasting done for your relationship with God? It's causing me to depend on him at a different level. Um, I'm sort of, you mentioned earlier, an entrepreneur, I've only done vocational ministry for 10 years. So very supervised for food line, regional supervisor for Bilo and real estate and development company in Pinehurst. So you, if, if you have a few successes, it might've been decent, not huge, but a few, you feel like you're a self-made man. You feel like you can do whatever you need to do. And this creates a humility in my life that I am dependent on him to move through this time of fasting instead of it just being a personal discipline. Oh, I got to gut this out. Uh, now I've done that before, um, but it usually doesn't work as well for me. Hmm. You know, he wants more to be a part of my heart through this process. Uh, those who are listening now, they're at different places. Some have never fasted. Some have tried it. Others do it on a regular basis. Uh, what was your journey like? Uh, it's, but I would say it's been on and off, uh, John. Uh, so very, very early in, in my Christian walk, I would say my college years, it was somewhat prevalent. Uh, I would say it probably went away for 10 to 15 years, uh, around 299 or 2000, when I began seeking God about, do I do ministry vocationally? Do I leave the public sector like I was in? It, I began to reintroduce it into my life on a much more frequent basis. Uh, Ten years ago, when we started the first church in Fuquay, Verena, uh, it became pretty much a norm for me. 
Uh, COVID was a rough entry point. Uh, I lost discipline with it, honestly, uh, and have only picked it up uh, again, I would say, the last five or six months as far as it being something that I'm committed to on a monthly basis. I'm glad you referred to that because you're real, you're, you're human. Um, and those who are listening can relate to that. Uh, it's just not always smooth, not to keep a scorecard, but just get people an idea of your experience. Uh, how often do you fast? How long are your fasts? Uh, let's start in, in the new year. So, uh, every January, I, uh, fast about the first five days of the week. And when I say fast the first five days of the week, I mean, I only drink water. Uh, So uh, then I pick up from that the rest of the month of January, I eliminate uh, simple sugar, simple carbs. Uh, So, uh, you know, trying to clean my body out, my mind out, uh, trying to start the new year, you know, with as good as I can. Uh, spiritual disciplines, which clean out, you know, my mind and body and my soul. Hmm. After that, uh, will probably be the first three days of the month. Or if the Lord, you know, puts something heavy uh, on us, you know, like I shared with you, John, you know, my uh, mother-in-law is very sick. She has cancer. Um, you know, at, at some point, that's probably going to uh, become more difficult for our family, uh, which may require me to, you know, cry out to the Lord and, and take a longer fast. So you're finding um, that fasting has a spiritual, emotional, and physical effect on you. Absolutely. It helps my physical body. Uh, for me, I think, you know, if, if uh, here's, here's the way I say it. Um, I did this, uh, I did a sermon, <clears throat> sermon talking about fasting because I'm asking them to fast every Thursday. Now, the type of fast I'm asking of them is more a traditional Jewish fast. Uh, from So I'm asking them to do that. And the phrase that I spun in this, if you can't say no to food, you can't say no to sin. So if I can't depend on Jesus to say no to food for a day, now please understand, I'm not a medical physician. I'm not a medical doctor. I recommend highly, if you've never fasted or this isn't a part of your right spiritual routine or weekly or monthly routine that you get a physician's okay. All right. So let's get that out of the way. I want to make sure, right. No, no one misunderstands me, but having said that, I believe that if I can't say no to food, then I can't say no to sin. Hmm. But if I can say no to food and I can rely on God's spirit right? Using his word and, and everyone else, all my friends, accountability partners, I can say no to not only food, but sin. What do you struggle with in your times of fasting? Uh, I'd say, you know, the first couple of days, it, it, there are definitely hunger pains. Uh, then there's, okay, why am I doing this again? Then there's the, will I get anything from it? I mean, mm. I'm human, John. Mm. You know, it's, it's like, okay, am I just going through the motions? You know, I, I assume that your listeners are, are just like me, that, you know, they struggle with sin. They struggle with doubt or, or inhibitions, et cetera. So I'm like, well, I'm doing this, but am I going to get anything from it? Please notice the way I said that, the word I numerous times. But it's not about 
you know, it, it's not about me, even though I have to participate. It's more about what Jesus is attempting to do in me than through me as a result of that. How do you get back on track then? Wow. Um, We throw around this word faith or trust, but I, I, I believe there's something more to the Christian life than just going through a series of events that we do. Yes, we should pray. Yes, we should read our Bibles. Yes, we should go to a local assembly. Yes, we should do all these things. There's boxes. There's nothing wrong with checking those boxes. But I believe that God has control of the circumstances of life, and I have a choice of whether or not I lean into them or I do not, whether I accept those circumstances or something he's trying to do in me, not because I'm good, not because I'm bad, but he's trying to do something in me, and that Fasting helps me get to that point of accepting those things. How do you avoid getting caught in uh, the whole performance versus relationship wow. when it comes to fasting? You know, that, that Pharisee mindset? Um, that's a toughie. Because uh, when I first really got into this, it was about, I need to do it. 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 You know, that was in 1999 or 2000. Um, but I quickly... The Lord quickly spoke to me that, you know, I'm, I'm only checking a box and it's not relational. So when I feel like, and I sense, okay, this is a, I'm checking a box off versus deepening my relationship with Jesus. It's very evident to me, you know, now I have to be a student enough to actually ask that question or make that observation but it's painfully evident when I'm just doing it, you know, let's say, let, let's say we start a conversation and I talk about it. Um, Cause I only talk about fasting to, you know, people that either I think I can, some of the leaders I'm involved with at church accountability partners, you know, in other words, you won't go on social media and see me posting about my fast, right? You won't hear me talking about it in staff meeting. Um, but I did ask you about the five day fast. So now everybody knows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's I, I not mean, ordinary. <laughs> I do think, I do think it is good to share. I do think it's yeah. good to share. Uh, but also, you know, I, I need to share the part, you know, the failures, the difficulties, the, well, what if I mess it up? You know, do I feel God's disappointed or doesn't love me or doesn't like me? You know, I've had those mental battles. Well, yeah. So that's questions people are asking. How do you handle that? I don't think Jesus's love for me has ever depended on my performance. If so, I would never need him. I just wouldn't. Um, well, I, I can relate to that. I'm a performance guy. I'm, I'm trying to get out of this performance-based Christianity as well. And uh, so as you uh, deal with this, I guess it's something that is instantly, it doesn't just instantly go away, but no. you're having to go back and what, remind yourself of your security in Christ, your relationship with Christ, the fact that you're not performing for Jesus, walking in his love. Am I putting words in your mouth or? Uh, uh, no, not at all. Uh, for me, an anchor passage is uh, Philippians 4, Philippians 4, um, really the entire chapter, but eight and nine. Uh, Paul gives you uh, eight ways to think. So there's eight ways to think in Philippians 4, 8. Then he says, do or practice those things. And then the third thing he said, 
and the God of peace will be with you. Mm. So if I think right and I do right, my feelings will follow. The problem that I've always had all my life, and I think most humans do, is that we respond or react to feelings first, and we think they should dictate our actions, which feelings should, according to Paul, and according to actually, you know, um, uh, modern psychology, they're going to be the last thing to catch up with you. That that verse uh, passage you're referring to, Philippians 4, uh, 8 and 9, I'm going to read that here. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice and the God of peace will be with you. Yeah. It's, it's been an anchor for me now for almost two and a half decades. Hmm. Tremendous. I'm going to ask you to put your pastor hat on again. And so teach us like you, you taught the congregation a few weeks ago. Uh, how would you recommend that our listeners get started into fasting? I would say pick one meal one day a week. And during that time frame, talk to God about that which you want him to do in your heart, or you may not even know. It's like, I don't know what I want him to do in my heart. Then ask him to give you a open heart and a learner's spirit. So an open heart and a learner's spirit during that time. So you may choose lunch on Thursdays, let's say. Okay. Uh, for those that may be a little more ambitious, you could go for an entire day. You could do from daylight till dark. Okay. Just don't overeat on either of those because your body will react negatively to it. Uh, when you're doing those type of fasts, the best thing to do is have a lot of water with you. Water will both help you mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically in every way. The more water that you drink during the fast, the better you're going to feel and be, okay? I would start there. I would start simply. For those that are a little adverse to food at this point, what is the thing that you do every day, maybe multiple times a day, that would be hard for you to give up? Some you of mean you like uh, checking your email or going checking your social media or... <laughs> Yep. We know where you're going with this, Tim. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What are you binge watching? Uh, and how many times you pick up your phone or your laptop or your computer, you know, whatever, uh, and, and just shut it off. I literally have done this. You know, I'll do 30 day media fast. And I, when I say media fast, I mean, it's all gone except for what I have to do with work. That's it. Uh, give up something that means something to, if it doesn't mean anything to you, you've not given anything up. What can our listeners expect as a result of fasting in their lives? Uh, on the front end, it'll be hard, and you'll ask yourself why you're doing it. Okay, so just be ready for that. Um, number two, the good thing is intimacy with Jesus. Tim, God bless you, and uh, I appreciate your openness and sharing your journey of fasting with us. John, thank you so much. It's been my pleasure, man. Best wishes uh, to you and all your listeners. It was great to have Tim on the show. He's a pastor at my church, in fact, and he's become a good friend. And I have to be honest with you. Uh, I was visiting our kids and grandkids in Florida recently and heard a message on fasting there too. 
So I got to ask myself, is, is God telling me something? Hmm. <laughs> In any case, fasting is a great discipline. For those of us who are performers, though, uh, we need to remember that we don't fast in order to earn God's approval, okay? We don't put it on the list and check it off and say, I've done that. But the reason we fast is, is just an opportunity to go deeper with Jesus. That's what it's all about. It's all about our relationship with God. If you enjoyed what you heard from Tim, you can go back to episode 15 and hear the full interview with Tim Epling. Well, here's what's coming up next episode. Uh, I'm thinking about doing it live on Wednesday on release day, the June 7th release day. Uh, I haven't worked out all the details, but I I just might go for it, okay? Um, I'm pretty sure I'm going to do a Facebook Live so I can record that and quickly post it to your podcast app and to my website. In any case, it's going to be a great day of celebration. Uh, So I'm thinking, why not make the podcast be part of it? So do it live. See how it goes. Take it as it is. Don't edit it. Just just put it up. Just post it. Um, uh, Be sure to look for the release day festivities next Wednesday on my Facebook page, the Fresh Faith 24-7 Facebook page. You just find it there, and I will be going live at some point, I believe. Uh, Finally, before we go, a quick reminder to take my spiritual self-assessment. Find out how you're doing in your relationship with God. It'll take just three minutes. Just three minutes, okay? You can can sacrifice three minutes, right? It includes some probing questions that'll give you the, the honest truth, really, about your relationship with Christ. So go get it now and take it. And it's free when you go to my website at freshfaith247.com or click the link in the show notes. Well, that's it for this episode. I'll talk to you next Wednesday, either online or right here. It's release day for Silence Your Inner Pharisee. God bless you. Have a great week.